Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody. I'm your co-host, Holly. If you listened to our previous episode, we mentioned that we'd be sharing different ways to homeschool on the cheap, especially for those of you who weren't planning to homeschool and you may be a pandemic homeschooler. Perhaps you didn't have this in your plan and you may not have funds set aside to invest in curriculum. So we're going to be talking about some ways that you can use what you have at home or things that you can get inexpensively to successfully homeschool your family. But before we do that, Holly, how have you been since the last time we met? Well, I have been trying to see the comet, Neowise, and I've so far... Oh, did you yet? No, I'm so frustrated. I, I've been like trying to find out when's my sunset time and where's the Big Dipper, but um. We, though we live in a somewhat rural area, there are um, lights around because three miles away there's a, a rather large hospital and lots of lights. So we haven't seen it, but we've been having a lot of fun trying to see it. And um, I think my time is about to run out. I think so. Yeah. I think we're about to be on the other end, other side of that. We keep going outside to look, but we are surrounded by trees and we can't, I think it's lower in the sky mm-hmm. and it's blocked by the trees, but we yeah. keep we keep walking out there to look and see what we can see right and there's lots of other fun stuff to see too um my son and i um we've seen different planets and you know we're just that's the homeschooling lifestyle right we're not actually doing school right now we're on a a bit of a break but we're still learning and doing a lot of stuff this morning um my son saw something on our couch and he said what is that and it was what I think is a staghorn beetle. So we caught it, we looked at it, we let it out, and then we're going to look up more stuff about it later. And and that's the, the beauty of a learning lifestyle, right? You're always learning. Always learning. And the handy thing is you have ways to look up things like that. That's a nature study. That's school that presents itself without you even having to, right. to do anything. Yeah. Except- Except to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. So, I mean, that I think that's the fun part about it is that everything's something to be learned. And we just sometimes we don't think about it because uh, we're used to thinking, oh, I had to read a book or take a test. Oh, now I know something. But we're, we're learning all the time. Learning all the time. Mm-hmm. Did you have books that you looked at or did you look it up online? We didn't do anything yet because um, we were rushing around this morning trying to get some things done. So we looked at the little guy. My son took him outside and... We'll, we'll look him You'll up remember. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll remember, and we'll, we'll look him up later. There's a handy resource I like to use called um, enature.com, and you can, put, um, you can put in your zip code, and you can look up creatures by types like mammals in your zip code or birds in your zip code, and we've used that a lot to identify things we've seen around here. That's awesome. It's really I, fun. I did not know about enature. What was that? E-nature. enature.com. Yep, it's a really fun site. That would be helpful. We often have strange little insects out on the porch when we go in the morning and things I haven't, we're living in a different area from where we lived before. So there are some new creepy crawlies Mm -hmm. outside I hadn't seen yet. I'm going to use that. All right. So uh, let's get into our topic. We're going to be talking about some no cost and low, low cost ways to homeschool for your family. And we're talking about things that you ordinarily have in your home. And I know that I homeschooled a big family for a number of years. And in the beginning, I don't think we bought curriculum at all in the beginning. I had things I had used from teaching kindergarten, but we also just had 
learning materials at home. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of nature study and basic things like that. How about you? Well, you know what? I actually, um, I didn't have an educational background, and I, I actually bought a package curriculum. I bought a Becca, which is a lot of materials. But I quickly learned that I needed to have other things that, weren't supplied in the curriculum and I so I made a lot of little things I am at that time we we were buying breakfast cereal and we had all the colorful boxes and so on the front of the box like on fruit loops you have fr fr which is sound Mm -hmm. kids have to learn to read you have double o oo and so I would cut those things out and glue them on little cards and then we use those to practice those um what are those phonograms or right. diagraphs or whatever the, the term is. Anyway, I started looking around my house and realizing I had all these things that I could use. I, I cut out the pictures off the front of the cereal boxes and uh, did hole punches on mm-hmm. them and then gave the kids string and they used them for lacing lace cards. It. So right. I started and that just kind of got propelled me into making all a lot of my own things i made bingo games for all kinds of things and the kids got to play bingo with m&ms or fruit loops or cheerios or pennies they loved the pennies well there was a time when pennies were the big currency they were the best right <laughs> so and yeah really well in your pocket yeah so. and also i bought almost all of my curriculum at a used curriculum sale um, because i didn't have a big budget so i always homeschooled with a very tiny budget and a lot of creativity and, Same here. and I think, and that's, that's the fun, I think to me, that's it one of the fun, fun parts. Yeah, it was fun. Cause then your, your mind is always working on ways to expand something that mm-hmm. you normally do. Or I guess it makes you realize the value, the educational value of everyday life. Right. And, and you also, I don't know anyone who doesn't have a little kid and buys them a set of alphabet blocks. <laughs> and those blocks can be used when you're teaching your, um, you know, five-year-old to sound out letters and the names of the letters. You don't really have to go buy anything. Everybody, almost everybody has a bucket of sidewalk chalk and, you know, crayons and Play-Doh and all those things can be used in educational ways beyond the ways you're used to using them. That's true. Refrigerator magnets. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of spelling with refrigerator magnets and um, left each other messages and then they would practice it and it's so easy to swap out the middle vowel sound oh yeah try out new words and then you come into the kitchen and you've got this long strange word that they want you to sound out <laughs> mom mom what's super califragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> so you get to talk about reading all the time but but then we left each other little messages that way and we still we still do have some kicking around we put them up for a while and then we brought them back out isn't that fun the adults are leaving messages it is fun yeah yeah everything old is new again well and that's the I think the best thing is that if you are homeschooling this year and you didn't plan to homeschool this year take a deep breath because if you have a computer if you have paper and pencils you know all the art supplies we all all have mm-hmm. if you have playing cards you have a couple decks of cards oh my you can do so many educational games with those cards if you have you know well the library now right uh, some libraries open. aren't open but they have online services uh, my son's doing the summer reading book club online, online with our library right. And ours has a thing where you can request books and then you can pick them up um, at the window. You can't go inside. But so, you know, check your library because, right. my goodness, your tax dollars are paying for that great yeah. resource. You need Our to use it. Our library is doing an online story hour. Oh, ours is too. Which yeah. Which is a, a good activity to do. Mm-hmm. It can introduce you to books you might not have checked out on mm-hmm. your own. Um, and 
I'm not participating, but I know about it, and I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely use the library. Um, what other learning materials did you have at home that you were using in the beginning or now? Right. Well, you know, I think most of us have all kinds of books in our homes, and sometimes we might think of a book as, you know, it's an adult book. Mm-hmm. But you can use an adult book to teach children topics sometimes, yes, depending can. on what the book is. You sure um, can. And I've always kept a set of encyclopedias. I know that's a really outdated idea, but I like them because when my kids would ask a question, I'd say, let's go get this book and look it up. And they, they need practice looking at reference materials. And also it has a little bit of information that you can jumpstart off of. So even if you, if you have an old set of encyclopedias or you know someone that does, information in them is current to the date that they were published and they're still a useful tool I think we looked at a a, one of those uh, overlays of the human body recently my son had a question and it was really great to be able to look at that and flip it back and forth and right um, and I don't like to have too too much screen time it seems like we have a lot right now because of the pandemic usual Mm -hmm. so anything I can do to to try to reduce that somewhat I think is good but I'm I think we all have so many books and we Oh, just look at them so. with fresh eyes. What right. about you? What other? Well, the things? same thing. We use. We had a children's set of encyclopedias that was given to us, but I see them in garage sales all the time. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we, several times, my kids just for fun would look things up, and I like to use in the encyclopedia because it condenses the knowledge into a bite-sized bit. Right. It's, it's a great jumping off point. Mm-hmm. And um, like in ours, the, the the volume that had the dogs in it, they're always looking up all the different dog breeds. Oh, sure. So that sure. one's really worn out. Mm-hmm. It's got some, you know, taped together pages and they pull that off the shelf quite often. But we also use things like dictionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go and look up a word you already know and see if the dictionary definition is a good one, if you think it would be better or if the language has changed because mm-hmm. English is a living language. It changes. That's we true. Did you, did you see that irregardless is now a word in the Merriam-Webster, I think? I oh, saw that. I did not see that. Uh, all my <laughs> life, I was told I wasn't allowed to use that That's word. That's right. Now it's in the dictionary. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's so a good the, example. It is and a good somebody example. Somebody asked me something the other day between two words, which one was proper. And because people use them improperly so often now, it's just become accepted usage. Mm-hmm. We went to the dictionary and looked that up, and then someone gave us a really old, old, old dictionary that's about five inches thick. That oh, thing is I have one of full those. of information. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to look through, so you can do a lot of, um, you can learn about word roots and different meanings and um, get a lot of Yeah, there's English. a lot you can do with Aside that. Aside from spelling. Aside I mean, yes, from... you can look it up and learn how to spell a word. Right, right. Other information. Um and then just learning how to use a dictionary with guide words. That's valuable experience That's for sure. Important. Another thing we did, we, we tend to collect uh, reference books like First Guide to Animals and the Peterson's reference book to insects and all of those. And so we were always identifying the, the things that were in our yard and in our neighborhood. We tried hard to at least know the names of the trees that we had. That is the right there that we see. a valuable educational thing to do with your kids. And again, it, you just have to step out of the door, take a picture on your phone, and then look it up. That could be your, your science curriculum this year for your elementary students, um, observing the night sky. I mean, you right there, you've got 
several sciences mm-hmm. at work. And it's not going to cost you anything but your time. And then your whole family can be learning together. Um, you can also look online. Um, there are suggested things people should learn at certain uh, grade levels. Right. And you can kind of build your own curriculum based on that. So if you looked up for third grade and it said um, states and capitals, you well, you know, get a map and start memorizing states and capitals. Or I'll bet you, like most of us, you have a puzzle of the United mm-hmm. States that somebody gave your kid or you gave your kid. And right there, you can start learning that. And it's no cost. You've already got it. If you don't and you have a computer, well, there you go. Again, you're paying for internet. You might as well make it work for you. And you can, uh, maybe you have a printer. So now you can print things and you're making your own curriculum. It's going to take a little time, sure. um, But it won't take that much time because learning states and capitals isn't that Mm-mm. you know you don't re- you really need a whole curriculum for that no, you can you make can a book learn it over lunch just about mm-hmm. i think we had a placemat oh yes liam has placemat a lot of placemat schooling and at lunch we would talk about my kids made up a game all the different states had different colors and each color had a point and they were just quizzing each other and racking up points at lunch and oh yeah the and games anything that you can make into a game oh my goodness your kid might not want to learn to do addition, but pull out a deck of cards and play a game of 21, and they're going to learn that addition because they mm-hmm. want to beat you. Or pyramid. Or pyramid. Oh, any or... kind. Yeah, a deck of cards you can use for so many things. You can use them to teach foreign language because you'd have to say the numbers in the foreign language. Oh, what a good idea. I helped a, a friend in a homeschool co-op who was German, and she was teaching German. And I was uh, the helper for that period, mm-hmm. and I learned a little bit of German. It didn't stick with me because um, I know French and English and a little Spanish. German just didn't stick with me. But she used the cards, and we would play card games, and we'd have to ask, you know, do you have this two of hearts, or do you have the three oh. of whatever? And it, I thought, that is brilliant. That is. That is a great idea. Yeah. So a uh, deck of cards, you can do a lot of things with the deck of cards. And art supplies. Um, I would imagine everyone has, you know, glue and tape and crayons and markers. And not only can you use those just to keep your kids busy, but you can use them to create school items for your kids, instructional materials. And older kids can create some learning materials for their younger siblings. We did that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Make some flashcards for the alphabet or make an ABC book and draw pictures to go with Mm -hmm. each letter and... That gave them something productive to do that was actually useful for the little one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still have one of those. <laughs> I used to fun. save all of the junk mail that came. You know, you get so much junk mail, it's only printed on one side. Mm-hmm. So I would take the papers and fold them in half so only the white sides were showing. And then I would take the open edge and put another piece of paper over covering that and staple it. And that made little books. My kids made all kinds of books. Love those books. Books of their favorite colors, books of cars, whatever they were interested in. Um, so all that junk mail that's coming to your house, you might want to save it now. And there's a lot more junk mail, I think. Are you getting more junk mail during this pandemic? Seems like it. I Lots think I am. Offers. Yeah, so you can use that junk mail um, to create art or little booklets little or things. Booklets. Little booklets are a, a great way to collect information. And that's a educational pursuit right there especially if it's on a topic that they're interested in learning about and they just record it all the way through till they fill up their book we made so many books and um, they kept those and they referred to them again and again and 
then we could practice spelling and we could practice making good sentences and we could practice turning that into a paragraph. Right, and, uh, right. Yes, and, and that's another thing is that since we can't go and see people as easily, writing letters, which was a lost art, seems to be reviving. And that is a great way to practice penmanship and to practice grammar. Right. And to uh, send pictures to your grandparents or mm-hmm. aunts and uncles or friends and... Um, because sometimes we were drowning in paper. I saved a lot. Oh, yes. That's a lot of things. Yes, to... children are very prolific artists, for sure. And you have to find tactful ways to um, use their, their things or um, to move them out of the house. They make right. uh, Kids' artwork makes good wrapping paper, too. Um, so whether your kid is in elementary school or middle school or junior high, you know, the library and the books you have, and the games you have, they're all things you have at home that you can use. And then um, one of the things that, it took me a while to get used to this idea because I didn't start with it back in 1993 when I started homeschooling, uh, but now we have all the streaming services and almost every home ha- has signed up to at least one. And you've got documentaries, you've got um, on Amazon Prime, I have a yoga class I do, so many things There's so available. many physical education, documentaries, um, PBS Kids for the Younger Kids has mm-hmm. a lot of great resources. Uh, but, you know, YouTube and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, you've got so many educational resources at your fingertips and right. really for pennies because, you, you know, we all were watching Netflix before this. So right. now we can actually make it, make ourselves it. feel better about it, about paying out that money. Right. By, and you don't have to do something about each thing that you watch but it is good to talk about those Mm -hmm. shows afterwards sometimes those are jumping off places for let's look up some more about that find out some more about something right especially some of those geography shows Mm -hmm. different places in the world different homes different places in the world yeah um i even think carmen san diego is still out there it is Um, i found it recently i'm not found it on the computer it's an interactive computer game now yeah and i think there's still a show i think Le- my son liam has watched it on netflix upon occasion we used to have but, a board game at that yeah <laughs> so yeah there's there's so many things that you already have um if you have a garden absolutely you can learn so much from the garden uh, mm-hmm. planning measuring you can use math skills you can use your um you know predicting if I do this, how much yield will I get? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many possibilities so many with the garden. Things. And then when you bring all that in the house, you can, in your kitchen is a great resource. That you is true. Learn kitchen how to use chemistry. Kitchen chemistry. Mm-hmm. Learn how to prepare what you've grown, but then also fractions for doubling and having recipes. And yes. Just learning how to measure and follow a recipe. All of those things are really good, really Very good, good learning opportunities. Um, safe food preparation is important. Oh, so for sure. How to store your, how to store your um, leftovers. Right. Yep. <laughs> how to use them and not just throw them away is some weird science experiment. So. Oh yeah, there have been some weird science experiments in my refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> oh, not as many uh, lately, thank goodness. But even learning about meal prep and planning is a good skill, and then letting the kids get in there and cook or teaching them those skills. Right. Well, people go to college to get a degree in hospitality, so it's an actual it's an it's actual, an actual field, and that's a you know you you learn a lot. People, what I'm trying to say is, people get their ideas about what they want to do when they're young by the experiences that they have. 
And so um, giving them all these experiences, that's a benefit of being home together that you might not have had when everybody was jumping up and rushing out the door. True. So, yeah, I think I think there's a lot we all already have um, at our disposal. So we don't have to spend a lot of money to homeschool. And we can do it successfully, whether this is our first year or we're going to homeschool for a long time. Um, you know, we have a lot of resources already at our fingertips. We sure do. We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll talk more about ways to homeschool at little or no cost. Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. By this time, most of our long-term listeners know that they can get a free 14-day trial of Transcript Maker, so that goes right along with our topic today, free and no-cost, low-cost resources. That's exactly right. So yeah, it's wonderful because you can test drive it, see if it's going to work for you, and it's such a wonderful resource because instead of wrestling around with a clunky Excel spreadsheet and getting frustrated and aggravated, you can just uh, type in your information, it calculates the GPA for you, and that's way less stress for everybody involved. Very easy. And you can download it and um, keep it or? Right. So you use the, the app online, but when you are ready to save your transcript, you download it and save it to your computer. And then you can email it out to colleges or whomever is requesting that transcript. So easy peasy. I think it would be a good way to keep track of what everybody's doing during the pandemic. Exactly, yes. Or for the year or two or however long they decide to homeschool. That is true. And, yep, it makes life really easy. So you go to www.transcriptmaker.com to get that free trial. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. Let's return to our discussion about homeschooling on the cheap. Holly, you had some good ideas about how to get the things that you need. Well, yeah. Um, so, again, I'm super frugal and on a really small budget. So um, the things that I couldn't find for free, then I started looking around, could I borrow them from someone else? Mm -hmm. So when I first started out, um, like I said, I used a Becca curriculum. Well, one of my good friends also used it. And so um, she lent me some of the resources that she wasn't using that year. I love that. Homeschool people find each other. They do. And, and we do swap and share. Yeah. So borrowing and bartering are my, my next ways that I like to go um, to look for things when I'm really trying to stick to a budget. Um, and so, you know, ask around. And maybe you need a globe, but you don't want to shell out $30 for a globe. Mm -hmm. Your dad might have one in his study. Or your grandpa might have one. Just, you know, just ask people that you know, hey, I need a world map. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm looking for this. And you will be surprised at how much the people you know have that they're willing to give or to lend you or to make a trade. You know, I one year, um, I just this is one of my most favorite barters that I ever did. I had a curriculum. I was done using it. My friend had a basketball hoop and her kids had outgrown it. So she and I swapped and I got a basketball hoop and she got the curriculum. Oh, that's perfect. Right. So she, she got homeschool curriculum and I got homeschool PE. PE, right. Yeah. Yeah. So just ask people, you know, for the things you need. Um, you might need something laminated. And if you've joined a homeschool group, and I hope you did because we did encourage you that that's the best way to get your, um, get your support for this new journey that you're doing this year. Just ask your homeschool group. Ask your Facebook group 
group. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have a laminator? They'd be willing to laminate something for me or they'd be willing to lend me. Or does anybody have whatever it is, a label maker? Um, whatever it is you're looking for, somebody might have it and be willing to lend it to you. Or they might be done with it and they might want something you have. And I don't know, uh, Melody, have you joined any of the Buy Nothing groups that are yes, on Facebook? Yes, I was just about to say, our community has a Give, Take, Connect group. Mm-hmm. And you just post thing up there with, um, you rough, you know, certain little rules, but gifting and does anybody want this and I have that. And then um, you can post your needs on there too. You can post your needs on mm-hmm. there and then we update it when we're finished. And then our homeschool community also has a garage, ongoing garage sale where people can, if they want to sell it for mm-hmm. pretty low cost, or if you're just looking for it and you need to borrow it, we people post things on there all the time. It's been a great way to keep those items in circulation, but that free group is so much fun. Oh, it is. Um, I have given away things. I gave away a bag of um, packing peanuts recently. My son had got, gotten something, and the box was filled with packing peanuts, and he was going to throw them in my trash can. And I said, absolutely not. Put them in a sack, and, and I posted on the buy nothing. I had so many people that wanted that those. funny? You don't yes. expect. Um, I and, gave away bubble wrap. Right, and so it's the and, same thing with educational materials, or um, I've seen people giving food away on those groups, you know, things here. in cans. So get Clothes, on. If furniture. you're not on a buy nothing group, look for buy nothing on Facebook for your area, and wow, you're going to have fun. You also can clean your house up pretty well, too. So oh, right. And yeah, then, what you don't need somebody else probably does. But yeah, go to go to the buy nothing groups and see if you can get what you need and, and give people some things that you don't need. But again, what a great way to get the stuff at low or no cost for this year of homeschooling. Right. And definitely join your local homeschooling support group and yes. do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Borrow it, trade it, um just take care of it and then get right. it back. But then you're you're able to share it or pass it along to someone else right. when you finish with it. And it's it. also a great place to get things inexpensively. So I use Math UC, Math Curriculum. And uh, last year, a woman posted the um, alpha that my son was going into. The whole thing, student book, teacher book, DVD, test booklet and all for, I think, $40. I was like, woo, let me get that. I couldn't get that fast enough. And I said to her, wow, your kid is a year ahead of my kid. Will you keep me in mind when your child finishes up the beta? And so she messaged me about a month ago and she said, did you still want this? I said, I definitely still want this. That's wonderful. And so, yeah. So, you know, making relationships with people Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just talking about what you want. And then those groups are, the homeschool groups are a great place to get curriculum really inexpensively because yeah, I think that Matthew C if I bought it all new would have been about $150 yeah. oh way more <laughs> way more and so yeah and then the money you don't spend on something is money you can spend on something else like you know dinner right uh, the electric well, bill <laughs> yes and then you can also find people offering services there like if someone's going to teach an art class say, oh yeah or music mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. um Maybe you don't want to do high school chemistry. Somebody on there may be hosting a little class it's or doing something such online. an invaluable resource. Really good resource, yeah. especially if you're trying to go low cost, no cost. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to stretch your dollars. Sometimes I just have to tell myself to get off the computer and go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, because you are going to have to spend some money at some point, uh, rainbowresource.com. Oh, my goodness. I just got my teacher planner, 
and I bought I bought a report card that I can fill Did out for you? my son. Yes, I could have made one, but it's so nice. It's on this heavy card sack. It was like a dollar. So Very I got cute. him a report card. Um, what else did I get? Oh, I got a Prismacolor pencil sharpener because we have Prismacolor pencils, um, which are not inexpensive, but they last so long. They're well well worth the expense. They are. They the lay expense. down the color really well. They but do. Rainbow Resource is a good place to go if you want to know about something. And you oh, read their yes. reviews. They give you a really good overview. They do. That That is a very good resource. Aha. Uh -huh. Rainbow Resource. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, didn't mean to be funny there. That's funny. So, um, in addition to borrowing and bartering, um, and I was surprised to find this out. So, I have a friend whose children have been in public school all their lives. She used to live next door, and one day she called me and she said, "Hey, can you help um, my daughter with her math? I know you homeschool." And I said, sure. And I went over there and I, I said, oh, you know, here's something. And, and then I said, you know, y'all might really like Khan Academy. We and she that. said, what's Khan Academy? Oh, it's wonderful. I was so surprised. But I think that maybe a lot of people in the public school sector haven't had to look into mm -hmm. Khan Academy. And that's, um, oh, my gosh, they have expanded so much. I just went to look at them last night. They have things from kindergarten all the way through high school right. in just about every subject area they have uh, it's self-paced interactive content so if you're working from home and you're homeschooling this year woo that's going to be your friend mm -hmm. you know I used it for my uh, youngest daughter did a world history course on there which was oh, nice. very good yeah, and I, at her own pace and learned a lot. And I checked in now and then to see, because the way that it's set up, you can set up yourself as a teacher and then monitor mm -hmm. what your student is doing. Mm -hmm. And they, I got regular reports in my email and it was so nice. It's amazing. And, and they're a nonprofit, so they do offer everything for free, but they are also gratefully accepting donations. Um, and especially now, especially I now, I think that they've mm -hmm. seen a whole lot more traffic. They have. They actually have a little, um, a little blurb up when you first log in or when you first go to their page, and it says, um, you know, we've got this thing here, and due to the pandemic, we we are not turning anybody away, but we our resources are stretched. So if you can help by donating, and then there's, um, have you ever used Crash Course? I have not. Tell Crash me about Course it. is really cool. Um, they have a variety of courses geared towards junior high and high school in all different uh, science and history and oh, just all kinds of topics and their videos. And um, oh, very good. Yeah, John Green and, and his brother Hank Green. I think this developed out of uh, a vlog that they had with each other. They're really funny, really witty guys. But they have these really great uh, courses. And then they also have Crash Course Kids, which is on YouTube, which is geared for younger kids. Oh, I think I've used Crash Course Kids. Yeah, I haven't used it yet, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to add that in at some point this school year because it looks really fun. So there's that. And again, that's uh, free, and I'm sure they accept donations. And then what else did I have here? Oh, um, we've been using Prodigy for math. That goes from first grade to eighth grade, and it's an online resource that's free, and it will send you, you can set yourself up as a teacher, and it'll send you reports about what your student's doing. So that's a really good math resource. And then there's Starfall. Um, now, right. I put that as an app on my tablet, but they also have a website, which I think if you do it, uh, sign up as a home user, it's $35 a year. 
and it has all different topic areas. So again, that's really affordable. I think that I was familiar with Starfall as a phonics program. Am mm-hmm. I thinking of the same but, thing? Yeah, but they've expanded. And okay. now they have Starfall. It's called Starfall Learning. Okay. And they have all kinds of different topics. But you can basically use it as the spine of a full school year. Um, oh, that's really helpful. Especially yeah. if you're just getting started and you didn't know you were going to be homeschooling. Right. And, for, and it's for elementary, uh, but for $35. Very good. So, I mean, that's about as low cost as you can get. It's like pennies a day. What other kinds of um, resources would you suggest for low cost, no cost school for this school year? I want people to remember that regular play that children do with blocks and cars and trucks and dolls and kitchen items and puzzles and all of that is, is educational in a different way. All of those are ways that kids learn how the world works Mm -hmm. and they learn all kinds of skills through play and a lot of times when we're all rushing around getting places at certain times kids don't have time to play that's true it's really important and so i think that it's a good idea to leave those little blocks of times for them to just play you learn a lot of things about um, especially if there's a sibling that you're interacting with. Right, But right. they use their imagination and they uh, categorize things mm-hmm. and play with things and interact with things. And maybe that little red flat block is a piece of bacon when they're playing in the kitchen. Or maybe it's a little truck or a car. Or sometimes right. it becomes a roadway. But it's a lot of ways that they can um, just use their imagination and have some time mm-hmm. to play with things. So playing is really important. And we often neglect to give kids time to play just right. like they don't get time when i was a kid we could lay down on the ground outside and watch the clouds go right by. just do nothing just do and have nothing. some thoughts that's true i think that that is one of the gifts of the pandemic is that because we haven't been able to go and do so much we've been able to become more um, really well said yeah i really think that's true though because we have had time to have thoughts and to explore things that we we wouldn't have otherwise um if you're busy rushing around you might not sit in the yard very much Mm -hmm. and observe things a couple nights ago we uh my son wanted to play jenga which is kind of loud when it falls and my my other son who's a had to be at work at 6 a.m was already asleep so i said well let's take the jenga and play outside yeah so you know this this gives us a lot of opportunity to do other things um along with your play is a valuable thing to do it also helps with social interactions because mm-hmm. you you're modeling you know they're having like may i please would you do this mm-hmm. thank you so much oh that was very unkind whatever they get a lot of that interaction which my my little only doesn't get that much um, you know he's not exposed to a lot of kids telling him that he's not being very polite to them <laughs> Whereas my five that, you know, I had before, they would set up, they would take over the house and one would set up a zoo and the one would set up a library and she'd get the books and the old phone and stamp the books and somebody would have a restaurant and, you know, it was, they took over the whole house. They were happy and they were really learning a lot of things. Mm -hmm. They were practicing good socialization, Mm -hmm. really interacting with each other. But sometimes even children playing alone will have a couple of different little people that they're playing with who are they're still practicing that hello how are you can i have this and and sometimes those 
you overhear mm-hmm. those little characters being kind or unkind to each other right. and then how they work it out. And so there's a lot of good coming out of play. There is. And then I did also want to mention, like, since we're all at home, a lot of people are doing more home repairs and kids are learning those skills, too. Good which, point. Like, everybody yeah. needs a plumber at some point in their life or uh, someone to fix an air conditioner or a dishwasher or whatever. So those kind of opportunities are another well, they may cost you if you have to buy <laughs> new parts or something, but it's still skills. Right. And skills along that, that line, there's a person I've started to follow on Facebook. She's called the HR Mom. The HR Mom is all about having kids become more independent and giving them skills now so that when they go in the workforce, they're actually useful people. So one of the things she did uh, that she just talked about, and we can all do this, right? And it's really a valuable education. They got a Roku, and she gave her 12-year-old the Roku and the instructions, and her he I guess he has a phone or she had a phone, and he had to use the phone and get the Roku set up. And she has her kids taking responsibility for all kinds of stuff, um, contacting people if there's a warranty issue or oh, very good. Um, making appointments, Call ordering food. She'll have them mm-hmm. she'll have them do the grocery order for the local grocery store and or arrange for the, for, the, for the delivery or the pickup pick or whatever. Yeah. So um, you know, you've got we all have a phone not very far from us. And our phones, as well as, you know, having lots of fun with um being online, Facebook and all that, we can use that resource to teach our kids a lot of really useful skills. Very good, because budgeting can come into that, oh, menu planning, menu how, planning. To, how to plan, how to uh, meet the budget and not exceed Right, the she has her kids pay their bill, the, the family's household bills online. That's so good All to learn kinds how, to, of, isn't ma- that how smart? to maneuver. I know, them. I just thought, man, I know what I'm gonna be doing with my little guy in a few more years. So, yes, there's a lot of learning that can take place. It doesn't have to be in a book. It doesn't have to be in a curriculum. And especially if your kids are under high school age mm-hmm. when and you might be planning to put them back in, you can have the freedom to really explore a lot without having to spend a lot of money. Right. They're still going to hit the basics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Basic math. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to review all the fact tables, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction, and basic spelling and writing like you talked about earlier, writing letters, or keeping a journal. It'd be a really great idea to keep a journal of this time because this is a unique event in history. True. Actually, I have been making some notes. I have a little journal and every so often I'll go and jot down some notes. It started as a nature journal, Mm -hmm. Um, but then we've been out in nature a lot more because of the pandemic, so now I'm recording some of my observations about other things that are going on. True enough. So you all can do it. You can homeschool at little to no cost this year. And and get a lot done. And get a lot and done. And have a lot to show for it. Mm-hmm. At this time in our podcast, we usually answer listener questions. Holly, do we have a question? Actually, we do not have a question this week. All right. But we would love to answer questions from our listeners. And if you have homeschooling questions, please send them to us on Twitter at underscore homeschool pod or email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. Happy homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Holly Williams-Urbach. 
This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find her music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. Pressure getting to you, Melody. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just waiting to hear what else Holly was going to say. <laughs> you looked like you had something to say.